this week is Motor Neurone Disease Week and it represents not just an opportunity to educate the rest of us about the condition but to acknowledge those who live with it, those who help them and to remember those who have died. And it was pretty much on this day a year ago that you first heard from Michael Crosby who rang this very program incredibly as a talkback caller to tell us he'd just been diagnosed with MND. A year on and I can only imagine how Michael's world has changed but given what I've heard about this bloke Maybe it's not been all bad. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm well. How would you describe your last year? Um, huge transition. Massive, really. Um, however, um, sun still comes up and life goes on. Can you um, tell me about that transition? Because as you as you walked in this morning, I was looking at you for, for signs that someone who knows nothing about it might, uh, you know, was there a slight limp? Is there a little bit of muscle weakness? Oh, yeah. Um, look, as you pointed out I was diagnosed um, uh, ironically on the 5th of uh, May last year, Motor Neuron Awareness Day. Um, that The first symptoms um, came along approximately uh, September 07. Now, so since that time I've basically lost um, full use of my left arm. Um, still walking quite alright. Yes. Um, my right arm now since Christmas is starting to wane. So the muscle atrophy has kicked in um, plus the, the hidden the hidden symptoms of motor neuron are fatigue yep. and weakness because uh, of the muscle uh, atrophy now on top of that I've always been a very fit sporting type of bloke you look at so if this yeah. is the legacy of it you still look at yeah I mean I was surfing right up until um, 18 months ago in waves down south you know challenging waves that sort of thing and since that time I've lost about five to seven kilos of muscle so, not some. Um, Have you been on your board? Can you go for a paddle at all? No, not really. Um, I did try, um, but you really need your arms to push yourself up and all that. But that's just uh, one of those things. I've surfed uh, many, many years around the world, and uh, I think I've got my quota. I know you're you're uh, resting that that hand in your pocket. Is that because it's just more comfortable? It's a place to put it, or just a place to yeah, to put well, it, or have you lost pretty no, much all your movement? Uh, very, very little. Just just um, enough to turn over at uh, night. You can just sort of, I have to lift it with my good arm um, most of the time to move it somewhere. The interesting thing about motor neuron is that you don't lose sensation. Okay. Um, and also there is there, there is another upside in the sense that you don't actually get um, a whole pile of pain uh, unless you've got old injuries like I have where muscles dropped off um, right. through sport, etc. But um, yeah, that's about... So it should work. Everything should work, but Correct. it doesn't. And yeah. this is because the disease attacks the motor neurons, the nerve cells that control that voluntary movement of muscles. Yes. Your and limbs and then speech. and Yeah, well, eventually, um, you know, it's different for every um, person that um, has this disease. I remember talking to Rob Haynes last year and a friend of his. Um, uh, Rob was attacked first in the legs. So, and a friend of his was still walking around around after three years. So it's it's quite uh, different for each person, and also you've got your sporadic and genetic um, streams as well. I'm in the sporadic, which is 80%, meaning uh, it's random. Um, in one sense, that's lucky. That means my three teenagers should be clear. But um, I know in the genetic uh, side of things, they may have made some further inroads scientifically. Michael, I read that once diagnosed, you probably live for another two or three years, five years, if things go well. Yes. How do you process that information? 
Um, How did you process mm. it this time last year? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, obviously, you go into shock to begin with, like anyone would. Um, I think um, it's a bit like Groundhog Day for the first couple of months. You, you wake up thinking, how did this happen? How do I get out of this? So eventually you have to come to a point. Of, it's a daily grieving process. Is it? It's a daily grieving process in the sense of the body and what you used to be able to do. And so once you, and, you, know, once you get over that process or get through to acceptance, uh, uh, then comes some peace. I was going to ask about the emotional pathway, you know, yeah. um, uh, disbelief and anger. I mean, you're a fit man and you look at this body that is betraying you now. Do you see it that way? Is that the right word or are you past that? Uh, um, at times, yes. I mean, the, the, probably the main thing for me at the moment is I'm at that stage where I don't have carers yet, personal carers. So there's a frustration doing your shoelaces, putting your socks on, doing your teeth, trying to have a shave, those sort of things. That can, you can let that turn into anger if you wish. But the point is to, to process that um, as quickly as one can, I suppose, and to get back to looking out the window at the trees and, the, and, and your family and your friends and enjoy it. You know, don't, if, this, if this disease is going to dominate my body, I'm not about to let it dominate my mind and spirit. What's the last, been like, the last year been like for you and your family? Because I imagine you are playing a slightly different role in that family. Oh, yeah. That, that, uh, that's uh, a bit of head work, I can tell you. Being, being a, I was a solo dad for the last seven years with three teenagers. Uh, fortunately, uh, my ex-partner and I have got a great relationship, so there's lots of support there. But you know, where I was, the parent, the cook, the cleaner, the whole yeah. thing, that's all in reverse. So it's been difficult, I know, for um, my three children, Dylan, Claire and Sophie, but they're, they're coming to terms with it as well. Like, what can you do? You need to accept and move through the whole process and, um, you know, don't make it any more difficult than it is. And it is difficult. Let's not be uh, kidding around. It's a, it's a pretty vicious attacking disease. There's no doubt about it. But um, I've, I've got a... a like a, a mantra that I live by, if you like, and that's um, and there's a bit of irony in this, Jeff, um, when you uh, put it together as, as an acronym. But I've got dignity, integrity, grace, and humour. And as soon as I'm not in one of those things, I pick myself up and get back into that place, and it works for me. Um, yeah. I think it's a great credit to you. You're listening to Michael Crosby talk about the battle of the last year. What about the battle ahead? Uh, as as there is the deterioration, and I spoke of uh, when this condition starts making it harder for you to speak and starts making it harder for you to breathe. Yeah, well, um, one step at a time, I say. Uh, certainly all those thoughts come up, um, and I will have to deal with them. I've actually just been more about getting myself organised in the sense of um, expect the worst and hope for the best. So therefore... You know, some of the difficulties in finding out where the um, different systems and um, support networks are, mm. there isn't a how-to-do book. You've got to go out and work it out yourself, and mm. then, then the help comes in. Um, and I think there's, there's a need for that. And also, let's say, you know, I haven't worked now since um, February, um, so I've got to look at financially, how am I going to survive this? How are my children going to keep going to university next year? All these sort of plans. So... You're taken up with a lot of, or let's say, bureaucratic, uh, bureaucratic stuff. Yeah. Um, 
So at, at times you're not even actually thinking, oh, you know, what happens when this or that happens. I obviously have thought of it and um, I'll just keep going, keep crossing the bridges. Well, well um, part of the awareness campaign this week is living better for longer. Mm. highlighting to governments and the community that, that we need to care about the disease and ensure that people like you living with it and your families get the kind of care that you need beyond the diagnosis. I noticed that um, uh, the blue cornflower has been chosen as the symbol. Yes. That it's like the sufferers themselves, it's fragile, but it's pretty hardy. Do you feel hardy? Yeah. Um, sometimes? Sometimes. Again, you, you go through the grief process but I, I um you know I've been through a lot in my life Jeff and uh yeah you just got to stand up to this thing and and get through it um not that you can beat it necessarily at this stage um maybe in the future they'll find some uh, miracle cure I'm sure one day but at the moment um I haven't heard of any real winners do you know it it was quite by accident that we met you this time last year and for a man to be diagnosed with this disease and the awareness week for motor neurone disease is, I don't know if you refer to it as think of it as some kind of sick joke, but um, I just wonder if this time next year perhaps we could get you to come in with your family and absolutely and, and uh, talk to you in whatever nick you're in because we'd, we, people would really like to know how you're going. It'd be my pleasure um, and I really just need to say a quick thank you to my family and my friends and even my work um, down south. Um, they've been superb. Um, yeah, the, the amount of community and a friendship and friend support is has been overwhelming it's been yeah well i think you can articulate what it's like to be you better than anyone else we'll see you here this time next year all right thanks Jeff. michael crosby thanks very much for coming in